welcome to the Husker Cuzcast Sports Show. This is Justin, along with my cousins Derek and Tyler. We're recording this episode on Tuesday, September 5th. Well, week one is in the books, and we got the win, but many Husker fans are not happy. But first, before we get into that, we saw a lot of good things out of the offense. Derek, what were your takeaways from the uh, uh, offensive side of the ball? Well, first off, I think the offensive line, outside of a few plays, obviously the safety and... uh, Tanner Lee getting taking his sack with a guy coming in unblocked. Other than that, they blocked pretty well. You know, hey, uh, Trey Bryant had 192 yards rushing. It was a balanced offense, which is what I think we all hoped for. Uh, Tanner Lee threw for almost 60% of his passes. Overall, I thought I thought after for as many questions as we had going into this season with this offense. I thought they looked pretty good. J.D. Spielman is going to be real, guys. That kid, he's just fast. Man, he's explosive. He does it in everywhere. Special teams, receiver. Yeah, he was good. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, Derek, I'm going to echo a lot of what you had to say. You know, I, I liked what I saw from the offensive line. You know, this was a different offensive line than I've seen over the past couple of years. And not just by how they played, but the way they played. I haven't seen Nebraska linemen pull that much on run blocking in the time that Mike Riley's been there. You might have to go back to Solich to see that much offensive line action and moving. I think that created unique angles, which really set up newbies running. I mean, he was cutting back Amir Abdullah-esque in his vision of the field. I loved what I saw. I thought Tanner Lee played well. Um, You know, he completed 50% of his passes of 20 yards or more. I mean, those are supposed to be 50-50 balls that we haven't gotten 50-50 from uh, with under Tommy Armstrong. So it's great to see the deep threat back and the accuracy downfield. You know, I, I don't think he was outstanding like some of the Husker Nation saw. Um, the fourth quarter, I think he struggled a little bit. But, God, you got to like what you saw from the offensive production in that game. Yeah, I was really impressed with as many yards as Trey Bryant really got. Uh, I was kind of worried a little bit on thinking that we weren't going to be able to run for as many yards given our offensive line struggles from last year. But, you know, to their credit, you know, Tyler, you're talking about the offensive line and the polling. I was really impressed with their hustle. You know, there's a lot of times where you saw offensive linemen downfield, you know, blocking and and on those runs, DJ Foster, he was one of those, I'm sorry, Gerald Foster was one of those guys that was uh, running down the field uh, on plays that it was really impressive. Uh, speaking of Trey Bryant, 31 carries, 192 yards. Uh, do you guys think that maybe the coaching staff rode him a little too hard given, you know, Mikhail Wilbon didn't rush for many attempts and, uh, Zigbo, where was he? Tyler. Yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, it's one of those things you damned if you do damned if you don't, he pulls Trey Bryant from that game. Everyone's tearing them apart. Why take out the hot hand? But, I mean, we have a long season ahead of us, and 31 carries, now he's banged up, questionable, or at least beat up going into a huge game in Oregon. I I, I don't know if I like that call, especially if they're as close as they've been telling us. If they're truly three guys that are really close, I don't get why not give some carries out and just see, and if, hell, the fourth quarter comes around and, those guys haven't produced the way that Bryant has put him back in and let him close the game. But I, I don't know if I like the way they used him that game. 
Dirk, do you got any thoughts on the running back situation? Sure. Uh, it seems to me that they're going to we're gonna have to start mixing this up a little bit better. People are really going to figure it out. But it seems right now that Mikel Wilbon is going to be the screen guy that they're going to be, be willing to throw to. He had three receptions in that game. Uh, Trey Bryan, I don't know if they threw to him at all. He had the 31 rushing yard attempts to uh, uh, Wilbon's two. And, and Wilbon averaged seven and a half yards a carry on those two carries and had a touchdown. But in 31 carries, Trey Bryant, uh, Trey Bryant averaged over six yards a carry. So, I mean, I guess I, I understand the hot hand. You definitely don't want to see him get hurt. Cause I, but my biggest question was, why did we not see a Zigbo at all? That's a million-dollar question there. I don't know. He, he was on the participation report, so he played – Special teams, I'm guessing. Maybe hands team. Uh, but he was in the game, so he wasn't hurt or out or anything. Or the, there wasn't, you know, team rules, violation team rules or anything, I guess. But, yeah, that's that's the big question mark there. I it's, It seems like he was going to be our situational guy, you know, a third and short. And there were plenty of times he could have came in that we just never seen him come in. I, and I was a little confused by that, especially when he was an or – starter <laughs> all three of them are and yeah, they're headed into this week as that but it's like what tyler was saying they just rode the hot hand and trey bryant that guy was a beast he was you know you don't i don't know why you'd take him out to put in somebody else in unless you needed to i mean when he was gassed he took himself out of the game and wilbon came in hey tyler what do you think what did you really think of like T- tanner lee through four quarters. You know, it, it kind of appeared that he kind of slipped there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely saw that. And as I pointed out earlier, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not going to – he played a good game across the board. And I know where we're going on this with the defensive side. And I, I think you can't blame him. He played a good game. First start in Lincoln. Played a solid game. No turnovers. But in the fourth quarter when we needed to make some first downs, he fell short. Now, that's a good thing. That's going to be some good film for him to watch to tighten up some efficiency going into this week. But, yeah, I mean, I think the first three quarters he was outstanding. Fourth quarter, he was an average quarterback. Tyler, you mentioned the defense. I want to keep this with you here. So with the defense or lack thereof, you know, that's what the fan base, that's where all the complaints came from. And it was doom and gloom time following that game. Is there any worry there as far as the defense goes, Tyler? You know, at, at this point, I'm going to say no, uh, or very little. You know, if you look back on history, at least recent history at Nebraska, if you go back to 2014, McNeese State pushed us. 2013, we had Wyoming go for 600 yards total offense. Both those seasons, we won nine games. Um, you go back to 1997, we won our last national title. Central Florida threw for over 300 yards against us. Okay, we needed a late touchdown from Scott Frost to seal that victory. Guys, we've done this before. We can be fine. Um, I, I think if you look at the defense, and Justin, you're going to hate this response, but I think they were vanilla and they were saving it. They had 80 plays. Out of the 89 plays that Arkansas State ran, 80 of them were a base defense. 
And I don't know if that's entirely because of saving for Oregon or if the no huddle really screwed with them and they couldn't get substitutions in. But when you're doing three wide receiver fronts or four, you run nickel, you run dime. You're not running a three, four with outside backers that probably aren't athletic enough to quite cover those positions. I think they were saving a lot and it almost cost them the game. Derek, what are your thoughts on the defense? Okay. So the defense had some drives that were very concerning, yes. Especially late in the game. But that second half that everybody wants to complain about, this is this is their drives in that second half. They had a three-play drive for a negative nine yards. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm in first half. I'm sorry, I'm reading the wrong ones here. They had a six-play drive for 28 yards that ended in a punt. A three-play one-yard drive that ended in a punt. A three-play 20-yard drive that ended in an interception. And then you started getting a little in the fourth quarter where they started getting a little more shaky. They had a 10-play, 61-yard drive for a field goal. And then they had another drive where it was two plays, negative two yards. They ended up in a, we getting a safety out of it. And then came the and then came down to where you know those last two drives. They got the onside kick. I you have to wonder if maybe the defense was a little wore down by the time. I mean, 89 plays a lot of plays be on the field. Uh, Lamar Jackson last year only had like 60 plays total last year. And he was in the, in the, in the game, this game for 80 plays in one game over more than what he did all of last season. So sure. They're probably wore out a little bit. The offense didn't help many by getting off the field so fast there in the fourth quarter. I'm not saying it's all the offense's fault. I'm not saying it's Tanner Lee's fault. Maybe we should have been running the ball a little bit more and trying to get more first downs. I don't know. I'm not the coach, but it's hard for me to sit here and go. Everything, everything is just crap on defense when they did make some good adjustments for a quarter and a, a quarter and three quarters of the fourth quarter where they played pretty well. This is where I think where all the, uh, the fans where their uh, complaints come from. It was a little too reminiscent of the uh, 20, 2015 season where we just found ways to lose because we couldn't close out ball games. And here we are watching Arkansas State rack up yards upon yards, especially in the first half, with their little dump passes and bubble screens and there's all their short passes. They were giving us fits. You're right, third quarter, we kind of sl- uh, shut them down a bit, but we held on to the ball 11 and a half minutes of there. But when we get to the fourth quarter, we had opportunities to put them away. If we would have scored on one of those two drives there in the middle of the fourth quarter to go up, you know, three possessions, the fans aren't bitching like that they are right now. But the fact that we couldn't get it done and gave it back to Arkansas State where they made the most of out of every possession, they score a touchdown, get the onside kick, which was you know, it was a hell of a kick. You got to give that kicker the credit there. And then they're they're pl- making a play, trying to make a play to you know tie it or win it with the two point conversion there at the last. I think that's where fans lost it because it was just like 2015 all over again. Derek, so are you putting more of the blame on the offense for not driving down and scoring than the defense in? Well, you know, it 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 looked like we weren't able to shut them down defensively. I mean, we, 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 we didn't have an answer. And when it came to crunch time, 
there when uh, on their touchdown possession. We didn't have an answer. They just drove down the field, did what they could do, scored the touchdown, then onside kick, and they were still driving all the way down. I mean, we, we didn't have an answer. It looked like the final two plays of their final possession looked like that was probably maybe the most pressure that we'd put on that quarterback. We sent more, I guess. But it just, I think that's what pissed off a lot of fans. It pissed me off, certainly. Derek? So maybe Tyler is a little bit right in saying that maybe it was just that vanilla. If we weren't putting any pressure on the quarterback through the whole game till his last two drives, maybe that's when Diaco finally said, okay, we're going to have to do a little more than just play the base defense, and we're going to have to really try to stop these guys so we don't end up going to overtime or worse, have let them go for a two-point well, conversion and possibly win. Well, what I'll, say against, what, 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 I'll, what I'll say against that, though, is the you know I said 80 of the plays – uh, were that base three four? Well, in the second half, thirty eight out of the forty one plays were the three four. We we were even more using the three four the second half than we did the first half. I I, I but I think it, there was some intention to it because we've heard a lot about the three three five from Diaco. You know, we expected to maybe see some of that this year because of the you know lack of quality outside backers um, we have on the roster. And, and we didn't see that hardly at all. And I, I think a lot of that had to do with, again, I don't know if it was the no huddle that got to him. I don't know if it was not wanting to show it, but um, I think that we really could use to see it. I mean, Gifford played every snap of that game and, and he didn't play the worst game, but he wasn't in a position to impact the game. Newbie did not look great at outside linebacker. And, and I don't blame these guys. These guys might do awesome when it comes big 10 time in run defense. Our run defense was extremely solid that game. You know, we held them uh, to under a hundred yards rushing. Um, we played very well run defense. I think their longest run of the game was under, tw- under 15 yards. Um, you know, we played very well. I just, at the end of the day, I think the personnel changes needed to happen. And there's either two options, either one, Diaco was too stubborn, which that'll mean we're in trouble or two, Either the no no huddle defense offense or him saying for Oregon was the reason, and I'm hoping that's the case because otherwise we're in for a long season. Do you guys so. think there's any possibility that being pushed so hard by Arkansas State could help us in the long run? Yes, I do. I 100 percent do. I because I, I think this week you instead of maybe being comfortable game like a lot of these teams like Oregon is. This defense is doing up-downs with their coaches on Monday. Okay, Diaco's out there doing up-downs because they're fired up about how bad they played. And again, the stats weren't good, but I'm not panicking yet. We got another game this week that's going to show us a lot. One one more thing about Arkansas State that I, I found pretty interesting is, so college football news ranked teams from 100 to 130, ranked every team. And Arkansas State ranked 65th in this, which may not sound that great, but look at the teams that they're ahead. I'm going I'm to name off about 10 teams here that they're ahead of that I found pretty impressive. They're ahead of Illinois, Cincinnati, Missouri, Iowa State, BYU, Rutgers, Duke, Virginia, Wyoming, who we all kind of thought was going to be a little bit better, Kansas, Oregon State, and Baylor. <laughs> well, I agree with that list. I mean... 
but yeah, for for as for as pitiful as as we're get, making Arkansas State out to be, they're obviously a better a better team, at least according to college football news, than what we're probably giving them credit for. No, I, I completely agree with that assessment right there. I mean, look at what those teams did this past weekend. It was garbage. Well, but, th- that call that same that same college football news still had Texas ranked ahead of Nebraska. So well, of take course, that for of course. Well, so does the media. It makes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just for fun tonight, I rewatched that Texas Maryland game. It was on the Longhorn Network. I feel bad admitting to that, but the fact that it was a loss, it just God, I just <laughs> loved that. I just loved watching those fans suffer yet again. The only thing that made me mad is I didn't stick with my Maryland upset special. I don't remember that. Yeah, I know you don't. <laughs> I never remember anything. <laughs> Well, hey, well, let's talk about Oregon now. You know, they're coming off that mega win over uh, Southern Utah, 77-21. Given where we performed against Arkansas State. Derek, what worries you about Oregon this week? Everything. (laughs) That's the easy way. Their their offense is stellar. I mean, they're fast. They're going to run the same kind of bubble screens that Arkansas State ran. This looks like it could be a bad matchup for Nebraska, especially if Royce Freeman's healthy. Royce Freeman had four touchdowns in that game. He only had 150 yards, but I think he only carried it 23 times. But he had four touchdowns in that game. So His backup did quite well, too. True. His backup ran for 100 yards and three TDs. <laughs> yeah. One-two punch there. But it's also... Southern Utah, who went six and five last year, which True. is an FCS team. So they beat up on an FCS team. I don't want to take too much into that, but they still have an explosive offense. And I think Willie Taggart proved that their defense. I would still say is maybe a little leaky. They got two. I mean, they have 266 yards to a garbage team in Southern Utah. So I'd like to think we could probably throw the ball on them pretty well. Right. Tyler? You know, Derek, you're right. There's a lot to worry about there. I mean, the that last game for Oregon was like back in the NCAA football games, EA Sports, when you played a team on junior varsity. I mean, <laughs> it, it, there was nothing. I mean, they averaged 8.9 play yards of play. And we talked about the rushing stat. Uh, their quarterback, Justin Herbert, went 17 for 21 for 280 yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there was no defense played by Utah State or whoever, not Utah State. Uh, Southern Utah. Southern Utah, sorry. Um, you know, and I think this this week's going to come down to a lot. Can a run defense do what they did last year? You know, last year, if you look back, or last week against Arkansas State, if you look back at last year, Oregon ran for 100 more yards than we did on the ground. And that's with Freeman injured but we still won the game. I think this year we've got to limit that run more. Last year we gave up a lot of big plays. We showed a good capability of limiting big plays last week. We do that this week, and we can get some offensive production. I think we're going to be in this game. But the question is, is is that speed going to be too much for our secondary and our linebackers? You could argue last year there's two reasons why we run that game. One, that Mark Alfrich was a dumbass and went for two every single time. You could say that, and you could also say because Royce Freeman got knocked out of the game early. 
I think those contributed to a lot why we won the game. Well, and it being in Lincoln didn't hurt because Tommy yeah. Armstrong did a fourth quarter drive, completed a fourth and nine, and ended up scoring a touchdown with two minutes left to pull ahead. And Tommy isn't the mis- known as Mr. Clutch in the college football ranks. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and but he did it last year. I mean, he played a good game and ended up pulling out ahead. I mean, I, I think there there's a lot to worry about um, with the defense and going into this year and how we're going to defend them, especially when we saw Arkansas State have a lot of success running or running their offense. Derek, do you Will have anything Tommy to add? Armstrong ever end end up not being the brunt of our jokes? Will that ever end? Of course, no, I don't. Of think course, that. one day. I don't think it will. Anytime I see a quarterback throw the ball without really looking downfield and throwing it 10 yards past his wide receiver, a.k.a. a YOLO bomb, I'm going to think of Tommy Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tyler, Tyler, what gives us a chance against Oregon? I, I... I think the element of surprise and is going to be a factor. I mean, I think if our defense comes out there and we run a three, three, five and we keep him in front of us and limit the big plays, I'm not confident that Oregon's going to be efficient enough and not make the mistakes against a defense. They haven't seen to not give us a shot in the game. Plus I like our running game last year. Zigba ran for 98 yards against them. He didn't play last week. I mean, I like our chances of running the ball on them and holding the clock and controlling this game. I, I, I think we have a shot to play if we run a ball control offense and get a couple plays on defense. Derek? I'm hoping for so much smoke on the field that, no, that none of the Oregon players can see where they're going. <laughs> that just That's just Trey Bryant <laughs> burning them. <laughs> Yeah, I, offensively, I think we'll be okay. I do. I, I think we will put some yards on. We'll put some points on them. Defensively, I, I Tyler, I hope you're right, and I hope some of these other guys that are, oh, we were playing vanilla just to hide our defense from Oregon. I hope I hope that to be true. I really do. I do think that Diaco will come up with a better game plan against Oregon than he did Arkansas State. I think even Diaco admitted he really didn't know what to expect out of Arkansas State. So how do you game plan for a team you don't really know what kind of offense they're going to run? Well, now you know what Oregon's going to run. You know what offense they're going to run. You have a full game to to review and get at least an idea of what they're going to do. So hopefully you can game plan around that. Maybe Oregon wasn't as uh, trustworthy as our Nebraska coaches with what they wanted to run. (laughs) I just think all that stuff is silly. Just holding back. Ah, we're holding back. We're not going to show anything. I, anyway, I digress. Uh, so let's get into our picks for this week. Derek, do you have our results from last week? I do. I do. So I was going to call you Stat Boy, but I refuse. <laughs> we all went four and two last week. Justin, you missed the Wyoming game, and we all well, we all missed the Texas game. Justin, you missed the Wyoming game. Tyler, you missed the Alabama game, and I missed the A and M game. We're done picking Alabama games. No <laughs> more. My record. I think. So I think from better. now on, Alabama ought to be brought in here every week. 
Yeah, they're playing Fresno State this week, so get ready, Tyler. <laughs> I, Tyler I got Bama to win Fresno that State. one. Bama to win that one. All right, let's get on to the first game of the week. Uh, we got Arkansas at TCU. TCU's three-point favorites. Derek, who do you have? I have TCU. TCU, I think TCU, TCU's offense is just too explosive. It's at home. I think TCU comes out with a big win here. Tyler? You know, last year it was a pretty good game with uh, Arkansas winning 41-38. to But this year I think it's going to be more of a defensive battle, uh, Derek. I think, and you look at the defenses, I like TCU's better. They have seven returning starters from last year. I think TCU wins at home. I got TCU at home as well. Uh, Georgia at Notre Dame. This should be a fun game. Notre Dame is four-and-a-half-point favorites. Derek? I have Georgia winning this game. I think Nick Chubb will end up running a ball all over Notre Dame. I'm still not sold that Notre Dame's a good team. They're kind of like Texas. They always get overranked, and they end up getting beat up on. <laughs> and then everybody realizes that they suck again. Tyler? You know, I, I wanted to pick against Notre Dame, but last week they had three players go for over 100 yards rushing, and George is going to South Bend without their starting quarterback. Jacob Eason won't be playing. I think that gives Notre Dame a slight edge. I think Notre Dame wins at home. That is 100% of the reason why I'm taking Notre Dame as well. That losing a quarterback is big. Uh, so I got Notre Dame. We got uh, Stanford at USC. USC is six-point favorites. Derek? Stanford all the way, baby. USC did not impress me against Western Michigan last week. And I, mm-hmm. I think I told you guys I didn't expect Western Michigan to drop off too much. But for all the hype under USC, they should have still destroyed this team. And Stanford went to Australia and played Rice and absolutely destroyed them there. So I got Stanford. Tyler? Yeah, I, I'm going USC. Um, I, I'm not high on USC this year, but last week, Sam Darnold did not throw one touchdown and had two interceptions. That's not going to happen again. He's going to play better this week, and I don't like that travel from for uh, Stanford. That's a long way to come back for. I think they'll be a little bit exhausted. I like USC, and I like USC to cover. Uh, well, it's been two weeks since they played, but I think the wrong team is favored in this game. I love Stanford all the way. Stanford, they're just too good, too great uh, offensively. USC, they just have too many problems right now. I don't know if they're going to get it figured out. So I got Stanford. Next game, Auburn at Clemson. Clemson, six-point favorites. Derek. All right, well, I just want to throw one stat out there before I even get into this game. These two teams combined giving up nine yards on defense and passing. Nine yards. That is impressive. Clemson gave up one yard, and Auburn gave up eight yards passing. I mean, they played some garbage teams, but that's impressive. I don't care who you play. That is yeah, impressive. That's, that's good. That's good. That's good defense right there. I think uh, Clemson only gave up 78 total yards, if I remember right. So I, this could be a pretty good defensive game. But with it being at Clemson, I think Clemson wins. Tyler. You know, I like Auburn in this game. I, I know they're going on the road, but I like their quarterback a little bit more. Um, and I, last week they ran for 350 yards without their starting running back. 
Uh, he's going to probably be playing this week. I think that gives him a slight edge. And this is a coin flip game, but I, I think Auburn pulls this one out. I agree. I think it's. I think this is a game that's going to be a lot closer than what the spread is. Uh, but I like Clemson edging Auburn. Now we got uh, Oklahoma at Ohio State. Ohio State seven and a half point favorites. Derek, I can't pick against Urban Meyer at home. And Lincoln Riley's in the second game of his career. Coaching at Oklahoma, I just I can't see Oklahoma pulling up an upset here. Ohio State really scared, I think, a lot of people in that first half of that Indiana game. But it's not going to happen this week. I I think you'll – it may not be as bad as last year's blowout, but I still think they win by probably two touchdowns. Tyler? Derek, I like your pick there. Um you know, I think Ohio State is going to come into this game fired up. They, they were not the most impressive team, as you know, a lot of us thought they were going to be against Indiana. I think they're going to be fired up at home. Ohio State wins double digits. You know, Ohio State, we gave, uh, well, Tyler, uh, we gave Indiana a lot of love in our preseason Big Ten. Uh, yes, we picks. did. And you know what? It felt good. F- feel like that. We were kind of right on the Indiana bandwagon there. If we would have just ended it at halftime, we would have been golden. But, wow, that second half came. Regardless, OSU's the real deal. I think uh, they went at Oklahoma. They're damn sure going to win at home. Uh, I think they cover. All right, now we're down to the game of the week. Nebraska at Oregon. Hopefully this game happens. Uh, Oregon is 14 and a half point favorites. This line shot up. This line opened at what? Four. Is that right? Four and a half Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, very, very soon it shot to 14 point favorites. A lot of it has to do with the defense on Nebraska side, uh, and the offense on Oregon side. So Derek, what is your score prediction? All right. I was really hoping I wouldn't have to go first on this, but I'll do it. So, I think Diaco does dial up a decent defense. I think our offense will score some points. And it's going to come down to a last-second field goal. 38-35, Nebraska wins. Wow, nice. Tyler. Well, Mr. Derek, it looks like you looked at my notes. I I like Nebraska (laughs) to win on the road to Oregon. Really? Now God. I know it feels like I, I, I like us to win 34 to 32. Wow. Late field goal to pull ahead. Well, now it's all me. I didn't like this game in preseason. I thought this was a game that we were going to lose. And given our production last week, I still don't like us to win on the road. So I have Oregon 38. Nebraska 37. I hate to be, you know what? This sucks because I'm always the sunshine pumper and I'm the only one that picks against Nebraska. So I hope you guys give me a big old fat. I told you so next week because I will love it. So there we go. Final thoughts on the game. No, you guys suck. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're, I guess that'll do it for us tonight. Uh, follow the Husker Cuscast on Facebook and on Twitter at Husker Cuscast. You can catch all the, all of our episodes on Podbean and on iTunes. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll be back next Tuesday to give our thoughts on the Oregon game and preview the Northern Illinois game. And as always, go Big Red. <laughs> Say bye bye so long, see you later, take it easy, be cool, hang loose.